Hey, what's up, fellow listeners? Today, I will be reviewing the book Mystic River by Dennis Lehane. So this book will include spoilers. So if you don't want to hear the spoilers about this book, please um, quickly exit out. To begin, I'm going to start to make one connection to something else that I have read. And I don't really read that much of a, like, a murder mystery book, even though I like murder mystery. It's just that I lean towards more movies because I can visually see how the scene happened, like how the cases, how the person, for example, if it's like a murder mystery, how the person got killed. And it's just that, that it's just that when I read like murder mystery books that I thought I wasn't advanced enough to think and imagine the scenario of how like the crime happened. But Mystic River definitely opened my eyes for the like for the first time. Uh, but I can connect it to one recent movie that I that I actually have seen recently, which is Knives Out. Oh my gosh! If y'all don't know this movie, you should definitely watch it because this movie is just the epitome of shocking, unbelievable, and oh my gosh, what the heck! And the movie, like, and the book gave me chills because their endings were, oh my gosh, unexpected. Like, I did not expect that at all. And they both have proven me wrong when I firmly decided who I thought was the main killer throughout the whole story, but actually wasn't. And Knives Out and Mystic River both has a way of, like, distracting and, like, luring the leaders into thinking something definite, but it's actually not. And they both have like a murder mystery plotline, which I love, but with many key differences of how like character development, how I felt throughout the story. But all in all, oh my gosh, amazing. The Knives Out and Mystic River is absolutely amazing. Like I did not get bored at all. It made me want to continue going throughout the story and continue knowing more about the characters. Our second statement or like question is make two real world connections to the, to Mystic River. Well, there is a lot of like connections that consistently sh- is showing throughout the whole book, but I like to but the two that I think kept emerging throughout the whole book is the first one is uh, how life affects love, marriage, and family bonds. Because many think, or like, if you're like old school, many still think that every love story is like those fairy tales where characters fall in love and end in happily ever after. Or like an intense passion of romance or, or drama where one can see the characters standing by the horizon with a sunset at the end as the credits roll in. No, 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 no. In real life, there is no such thing. There's also thing as credits. Not everything ends in a way that makes everything happier or like ends in a satisfying ending. Everything moves on in real life and every day is an unexpected sequel. Life is so unpredictable because that's what makes it more crueler, you know? And I think Mystic River shows a connection on how like life creates troubles and obstacles and how the characters have dealt with it as they went from childhood to adulthood and even like the characters in the 
book questions why were they why they were born in a world filled with hatred and frustrations, which to all that's listening out there, most have asked why we were born in this world. And I would like to quote one of the characters in the book named Annabeth, and she said, "Life isn't happily ever after. It's work. The person you love is rarely worthy of how big your love is." Because no one is worthy of that, and maybe no one deserves that burden of it either. You'll be let down. You'll be disappointed, and have your trust broken, and have a lot of real sucky days. You'll you lose more than you win. You hate the person you love as much as you love him, but you roll up your sleeves and work at everything because that's what growing older is. End quote. And it shows that how life affects relationships, and not everything. Goes as you plan. Not everything is a happy ending, and not only that, life can also be so tiring. Another thing that Dennis and I stated is when the narrator said, um, "Disclaimer: There is cuss words in this, but I'm not gonna say it. I'm only gonna sound it out because I don't really wanna cuss." So the narrator said, "Maybe he was simply tired of life, of the absolute effort it took to get up every goddamn morning." And walked out into the same effing day with only slight variations in the weather and the food. Too tired to care about one dead girl because there'd be another after her. And another. And sending the killers off to jail, even if you got them life, didn't yield the appropriate level of satisfaction anymore. Because they were just going home. To the place they've been heading all their dumb, ridiculous lives and the dead were still dead. And the robbed and the raped were still robbed and raped. So this shows how life affects everything. And this goes, like, it connects to what the second connection that I'm going to make is how the past affected the present and the future. So, the characters in this book, primarily Sean Devine, Jimmy Marcus, and Dave Boyle, may have not experienced a deep sense of friendship, but they were once childhood friends. They were all connected to Dave's kidnapping and molestation that caused their friendship to be broken and forever tormented their lives as they became older. According to Lehane, he states that, You ever think how the most minor decisions can change the entire direction of your life? Like say you miss your bus one morning, so you buy that second cup of coffee. Buy a scratch ticket while you're at it. The scratch ticket hits. Suddenly, you don't have to take the bus anymore. You drive to work in a London, a Link, I mean Lincoln, sorry. But you get in a car crash and die. All because you miss, you miss your bus one day. I'm just saying there are threads, okay? There are threads in our lives. You pull one and everything else gets affected, end quote. So many would call this, what I would like to call it is the butterfly effect. It's where a single flap of a butterfly's wings can turn into a tornado once it was able to accumulate wind through time in another direction. So this connection happens in real life. And that's why I think the characters in the book have like a lot of regrets. And that's also why we have regrets. We're always looking at the past, which then affects our our present and our future. So, I believe that the intended audience for this book are adults because of its heavy use of profanity and the references that the author has written that cater to to an older audience. The story also features gore, and the author is very descriptive. That's what I loved about this book. The description... Like how the sentence and how the transitions all align together. Oh my gosh. And blood is also present since this is a crime and mystery genre. But according to 
Lehain, in Albany, his father said, I saw the picture in the paper. The guy had confessed to carpal molestation in New York and claimed he'd done a few more in Massachusetts and Vermont. The guy hung himself in his cell before he could get to the particulars. But I recognized the guy's face from the sketch the cop drew in our kitchen, end quote. I'm not, like, you can already tell from, like, that quote that there is, like, some, like, I don't want to say, like, gross, but more, like, yeah, gore. Like, something that's for, like, I think that catered to more of adults. But I'm not saying that young adults or teenagers can read it, like, hello, I'm a teenager myself and I'm reading this book. I mean, one can, as long as they can handle the gore. But I believe that the targeted audience of the book are adults. Our first statement that I'm going to answer is, what is the author's purpose? I believe that the author's purpose in this book is to open perspectives on how factors, many factors, could affect how you live your life today. Lane's purpose was to create a book with a tense thriller and anger-inducing novel that features love, faith, choices, and family where they're all tied um, in a chain by a past which they obviously regret and cause torment to the main characters. His purpose was to show a very realistic scenario and dialogue where the characters bound themselves on a collision course where betrayal occurs and the definition of like righteousness and justice becomes vague. The author wants to show how each and every one of us have their own dark like own dark truths and have our own hidden selves as well. And our the last book, like the last statement I meant, I mean that I'm going to talk about is my full review of this book. And my star rating for this book is an absolute five. Like five out of five stars. This book is absolutely absolutely phenomenal. If I could rate it past a five star, I would give it a, like a hundred stars, like even a thousand. And I'm not even exaggerating. Because the dialogue, the plot line, the character development, and the descriptive paragraphs, the tone, and the mood, the author specifically chose to include... And most importantly, ah, the plot twist at the end gave me absolute chills, where it left my mouth not even widely agape, but my jaw legit hanging. The end was not was not what I was expecting at all. The character of the development, of the the character development of the characters switched me to so many emotions throughout the whole journey. It made me switch from being mad or was like angry at the characters because they were doing some dumb things, but. It made me go back to like empathizing with the characters because I was like, oh, like, they have a sad backstory. And to just wanted to like get inside the book and strangle them myself because oh, that happened so many freaking times where I legit just wanted to, mm, not gonna say the word, but like strangle them. It's like a very, yeah. And the plot of the theme of the book is so realistic that you could see this murder mysteries on the news, tabloids, or stacked on a detective's desk. And the descriptive sentences, ah, as I, as I said, the descriptive sentences and the transitions from one scene to another made me feel like I was hanging on a cliff with the suspense and the thrill. The book, made, the book made me use my brain to, like, utilize conclusive clues that they were discovering continuously in the whole, like, story to find out who was the actual murderer. And the shocking part was that the person who I thought was the murderer was not the actual killer of the original victim they were trying to find, but he actually killed another, not just like the original victim who was Katie, like the name is Katie Marcus, and that they were trying to figure out. What's more is that the killer is someone who I was not expecting. 
like expecting at all and when i found out how like how katie marcus has died i'm like what the heck that's simple because marcus ah not marcus i mean like dennis lehane has specifically said it so many like he creates like stories where you think that there's like a bigger picture to something but in actuality there's not and that's what i think i liked about that because it didn't give me like a many complex um sceneries that i had to like remember and imagine which is only gonna get me confused and the dialogue and the exchanges between the characters made me feel as if i was in the book itself the quotes provided me wisdom and knowledge that i felt applied to what is currently happening with our world today oh my gosh i found like a quote in this book which i absolutely felt like right through my core and it was oh my gosh he stated happiness comes in moments and then it's gone until the next time could be years but sadness vow winked settles in the only thing yeah that oh that quote is so good the only thing that i didn't like about the story though was it's just a me problem you could say was the american references in general particularly like the beginning chapters where it had like the 1980s stuff that i didn't even know what it looked like so i had to continuously look it up because i'm not i'm an immigrant so i've only been here for three years in america so i don't really know a lot of things um on the good side i learned an awful lot of it because i was searching it up like back and forth and it was kind of fun and i was constantly screaming at the book as if i was possessed sorry and my mother had to ask me if i was okay and the author's way of conveying and doing things gave me chills of how i got so sucked in and involved in the story oh my gosh just absolutely amazing i'm definitely reading the plethora of books dennis lehane has published so far because i'm assuming that most of his books are this good or even better so yeah so this is where i'm gonna end and this is my full review of what i think about the book mystic river by dennis lehane and thank you all for listening bye